Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Randy Lanham with Volunteer Owensboro, here to let you know about a great volunteer opportunity right here in the Owensboro, Kentucky area. Dream Riders of Kentucky provides equine-assisted therapy to individuals with disabilities. Located in Philpot, they are seeking volunteers to work in the arena to walk beside the horse and rider, to lead the horse, or to do general barn upkeep. For more information, log on to dreamridersofkentucky.org. That's dreamridersofky.org. This message brought to you by Volunteer Owensboro. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Virginia Braswell, Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity, is talking to us today. Um, we want to remind the listeners at the end of the program, Virginia, about the warehouse sale, when it is, when it takes place, and the time. But before we get to that, Virginia, I wanted to ask you, um, what's been the most rewarding aspect of being the director of, and, and it is a Christian organization that helps so many Absolutely. families in need. We pray before every meeting, and we close with prayer. Um my most rewarding thing is getting to meet all the people, such a variety of people, the volunteers of the many, many committees, you know, construction, family selection, uh, fundraising, all that, but meeting the homeowners and the applicants and working with them. And they've been in their home and I see them in the grocery store and they say, hi, Miss Virginia, how are you doing? And I say, hi, how are your kiddos? And they've gone from being two years old to 18 now. But anyway, it's um, that's probably the most rewarding thing. And why do you feel volunteering is so important, not only for the person receiving the help, but also for the one volunteering their time and services? You know, I was reading a scripture, freely you have been given, freely give. And that is so important. And I think there is joy in it and satisfaction and just, you know, you you meet people, you're helping people. And I think it's good for your health. And I'm 82 and doing pretty well. Well, I think you're doing pretty well, too. (laughs) Do you have an inspirational story you'd like to share about a homeowner or a volunteer or anything that stands out in your mind? Well, I'll tell you one real quick thing. Maybe you haven't heard of AmeriCorps. It's like Peace Corps only in America. We have over the years had AmeriCorps members come and work with us for a year or two. This time we have an AmeriCorps member named Bonnie Amenis. And Bonnie has been our American Corps member for two years, and she's applying for her third year. Bonnie has some health issues, but she works through them. She is also a Habitat homeowner, and we worked with her as she got her home. She couldn't be an AmeriCorps member till after she was moved in and closed, but she is now. And she came first to learn how to put up siding on a house. She said, I don't know how to do this. Well, they showed her how. Now she is an expert and teaches volunteers how to do it. 
It's oh, great. that's that's a wonderful story. Uh, do you have a favorite build and why, and maybe a most memorable build? I mean, you have built a lot of homes, Virginia. Well, I'm trying to think. You know what we have every once in a while is a women's build. Mm-hmm. We have Dennis, our construction leader, being the only male on the site, and we have a <laughs> had a woman's crew come down from Lexington and they would lead the women's build and we would frame a house and get it all framed. Now, then they had to go home. So maybe we had it a women's build with a few good men then until we finished the home. But those were always fun. And we've had quite a few of those. All right. Let's let's go over um, the warehouse sale again, because I, I really want our listeners to, okay. you know, to support Habitat. And this is one way we can support Habitat. Right. Right. And let me get tell you, our phone number is the same. It's been for 20 years. Two seven oh nine two six six one one zero. So the warehouse sale is Saturday, October the 2nd. At from seven in the morning until two in the afternoon at our new address, twenty nine thirty West Fourth Street, just off Carter Road. And, and, and I hope to see you there. And people need to bring their vehicles so they can take they the things do. away. Is that correct? That is correct. We do not deliver, and so we would like for you to be able to take it that day. If for some reason you can't. And you could make an appointment to come back and get it later that next week. We might consider doing that, but we'd really like you to take it. And some of the things are big. Those desks and the filing cabinets, we do have little things, and we'll have some people here to help you load them up. Uh, But we do like to, we want the money and we want it empty. (laughs) Virginia, what is next for you? I mean, you're a ball of energy. You are a go-getter. Um, has the Lord been speaking to your heart about anything in particular? And I know I'm, I'm off our questions right here, but I just wanted to throw that out. Well, real quickly, I'll tell you that I'm retiring as executive director on my 83rd birthday, oh. March the 29th. And the reason is I have these mottos like um, 76 trombones led the big parade, 80 am I an old lady, 82, Yahoo, it's been my one this year. 83, I'm free. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you let us know that. And we are in prayer for your transition. God has great things in store. He always does for you because you're obedient. But thank you. Yeah, you are. Uh, thank you so much, Virginia, for coming on Shape by Faith. And thank you. Absolutely. And be blessed, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the Cabinet Doors and More studio, this is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM. Hello and welcome to Financial Fridays on Friday, September 24th, 2021. Financial Fridays are brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align Wealth Management. And this show will start off by taking a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the kerfuffle we've had this week in markets. Uh, If you know, Monday, the Dow was down about 900 points at its low, ended up down 600. Uh, We bounced back a little bit Wednesday. 
going to bounce around kind of the rest of the week. And a lot of it is driven by our old friends in the PRC, People's Republic of China. And a lot of our information in this first segment comes from our friends at First Trust. But keep in mind, our next second segment, we'll talk about uh, what's never too early to talk about, Christmas shopping. Uh, we'll also take a stop in our financial planning segment about what to do with raises and then answer your questions in our fourth segment where we go over emails. But the consensus from Wall Street seems to be that the China worries are unwarranted. Um, if, if you've heard, um, you know, on Monday the S&P 500, it, it was down quite a bit, uh, and it was also down about three days in a row before that, and many market observers are blaming China and specifically the recent news about Evergrande, a major Chinese real estate company that looks to be heading to default on its loans. Uh, while many will credit last night's Chinese liquidity additions as saving the day, uh, they were never worried about Evergrande. And um, I think a lot of people need to address that first and foremost. Uh, but let's take a step back for a second and talk about why China is where it is today. If you've listened to this show for any period of time, you know this is something that we've discussed uh, in multiple segments going back now uh, over a year. Chinese GDP has grown around 9% a year for the last 25 years. Impressive to say the least and something no other country in the world that we know of has been able to achieve. But how do you grow a country by 9% a year for 25 years? Measures of output, output like GDP really come down to two major factors, growth in the labor force, that's hours worked, and growth in productivity, output per hour. On both fronts, the Chinese have been blessed in recent decades. And so you could say the best prescription for unprecedented productivity gains is simple. One, do nothing for thousands of years, and two, then borrow everyone else's technology. It's not due to communism. In fact, it's the exact opposite. China's rapid growth was only possible because Deng Xiaoping decided in 1982 to move China to more of an open market-based economy. Because of that decision, hundreds of millions of Chinese have been brought out of poverty. But was it a truly free market? No, not even close. But it was a massive change, and it allowed China to adopt the world's technology, resulting in massive productivity gains from that very, very diminished starting point. Think of China over the last 30 years as a Model T Ford with a rocket engine strapped to its back. It's been great as it's continued to move forward in a straight line with the rocket of capitalism speeding the country forward, but because of this, the Communist Party's power has been weakened over the decades. It now looks like President Xi Jinping is responding forcefully, trying to reverse the trend and move back to a more centrally controlled economy to regain lost power to the detriment of the people. And when you try to make a leftward turn in the Model T with a rocket engine strapped to its back, it's not pretty. And we all know the car eventually hits the wall and blows up. And this looks like this could be what China is in the early stages of as President Xi tries to move power back to the state. The examples of President Xi bullying private companies into serving the Communist Party's agenda are everywhere. Uh, earlier this year, they halted the Ant Financial IPO, which would have been the world's largest and he's gone after China's tech sector where lots of the money and power lie, launching many probes, slapping on heavy fines, and blocking mergers. The top six Chinese tech stocks lost $1.1 trillion in value in the last six months. Keep in mind, that's half our infrastructure spending, and it doesn't stop there. The $120 billion private tutoring sector was wiped out with a single administrative order. No one knows where the regulation will stop. Political risk there is infinite, and influential billionaires routinely disappear. So, if you're looking for the market fluctuations, it's not just Evergrande, but it really is 
everything in Communist Party. So the real facts look like this. Banks in the U.S. have very little exposure to Chinese real estate, and there may be some hedge funds that do, but no large banks. That's good. As the fall has become considered a dirty word ever since the mortgage crisis in 08, but that was due to mark-to-market accounting, which turned a fire into an inferno. Companies were forced to mark assets to liquid market prices, which in turn made them look insolvent on paper, even if the underlying mortgages were still paying on time. And luckily, we do not have a mark-to-market accounting in place in China currently. Nor will an economic slowdown in China harm the U.S. in any significant way. S&P 500 revenues, for example, coming from greater China, which includes Hong Kong and Taiwan, accounted for only about 2% of revenues in 19. Remember, U.S. growth accelerated in the 1990s when Japan started stagnating, and back then Japan bought a larger share of our GDP than China does today. And also keep in mind, Japan still owns more of our treasury instruments than China does today. So if you keep hearing China as the driving force behind the market drop, that does ignore a lot of issues and certainly um, keep that in mind. You're listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Lime Wealth Management, and we will be back after a word from our sponsor. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is our second segment that we'll get into in investment highlights this week. And just in case you're not ready, let me prepare you. Uh, if you have any uh, small animals close to the radio, you may want to get them out of earshot because uh, you're going to hear me put on my best uh, old-fashioned crooner uh, tuning and tell you it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Um, so I could sing I have, a, uh, I have a face for radio and a voice for Braille, as they say. And all kidding aside, in case you didn't know, there are just 94 days left until Christmas, and holiday season shoppers are starting early, a lot like the voters we had last year. Based on favorable consumer fundamentals, uh, Ameriprise's preliminary view is that 2021 retail industry holiday season sales growth could exceed consensus forecast. Deloitte & Touche is targeting a 7 to 9% retail industry sales growth for 2021 holiday season, and MasterCard spending pulse forecasts 7.4% holiday season year-over-year retail sales growth, and Bain estimates holiday season retail sales could grow at 7% year-over-year as well. 
The National Federation of Retailers, the uh, NRF, has not published its 2021 holiday season sales forecast yet. However, the NRF increased its overall 2021 retail industry sales forecast to 10.5 to 13.5% year over year from its previous forecast of 6.5% growth. During the 2020 holiday season, retail industry sales grew by a whopping 8.3% year over year, according to the NRF, and the five-year average is 4.5% sales growth. Right now, the estimate well, last year, almost $800 billion, with a B, was spent on retail sales. That's up uh, just 18 years ago in 2002 of around $400 billion, so it's doubled in about uh, 18 years, that's, that's, that's your average of 4.5%. Uh, strengthening labor market, solid consumer confidence, and improving household balance sheets are having a favorable impact on consumer fundamentals in Ameriprise's opinion. That said, the retail industry faces challenges such as cost inflation, congested ports, and a shortage of workers, which could have a dampening impact on holiday season sales. Many retail industry participants have placed holiday season orders early this year in anticipation of strong consumer demand and longer shipping times. That said, I believe it will be harder for retailers to replenish holiday season inventory this year because of longer shipping times. Uh, you can get online and look at pictures off, say, the port of Long Beach, uh, San Francisco, or Oakland, uh, Seattle. All the West Coast ports have ships moored uh, offshore just waiting their turn to get in and get unloaded uh, from the big container uh, machines. According to a survey, uh, by Shopkick, 22% of consumers said they plan to start their 2021 holiday season shopping earlier than last year, with 10% expected to complete most of their shopping before Halloween and 25% before Thanksgiving. If you've been out to some of the local retail establishments, you know there are trees already set up, and these aren't Hawaiian palm trees. These are Christmas trees even before the skeletons are down for Halloween. Black Friday, of course, is the day after Thanksgiving, and traditionally, it is the day shoppers begin their holiday season shopping and the day many retailers offer holiday season promotions. In my view, holiday season promotional activity could be lower than previous years because longer shipping times have led to very low inventory levels. Typically, reduced promotional activity could lead to higher gross profit margins for retailers, but Ameriprise believes higher labor costs and increased shipping costs could lead to relatively flat gross margins this holiday season. And keep in mind what the margin is, that's the difference between what you buy it for, pay all your people and your rent, and then what you sell it for. There are 30 calendar shopping days for the traditional 2021 holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas compared to just 29 in 2020. Ameriprise believes it is possible the extra non-weekend shopping day could have a modest positive impact on holiday season sales and it looks like the target for a solid 2021 holiday season for the overall retail industry with above average sales performance, that looks like the consumer discretionary sector could be the main beneficiary. And keep in mind, if you've been tracking performance of different stock issues at home, what you've seen this year is most retailers, everything from even actually Amazon, Walmart, Dollar General, and even the payment processors such as Visa and MasterCard have all uh, woefully underperformed the benchmark indexes. With that being said, it, it's clear that a big retail shopping season could help to kind of reflate where we are 
in the markets. And as we touch on other investment items, let's talk a little bit about um, since football season started, you know, it's my favorite sport. You can read my uh, Tuesday, Thursdays every week. So the most valuable NFL team is the Dallas Cowboys, and this has just been released by Sportco in the last week. And that's the Cowboys are uh, estimated to be worth about $6.9 billion. How about those Cowboys, as uh, Jimmy Johnson used to say? The least valuable NFL football team is one closer to home here, the Cincinnati Bungles, I mean Bengals, worth an estimated $2.4 billion. The average NFL football team this year is worth approximately $3.5 billion. So if you do the math, just looking at the top number of $6.9 billion, that tells you there's a lot of those clubs worth somewhere in the 2.4 to 3.2 billion dollar neighborhood uh, even the worst isn't that bad if you're the owner of the Bengals like the brown brown family has been <clears throat> also if you're working for one of our local states you always like to get an idea on which states have the best funded retirement plan and in case you've been wondering this week from gobankingrate.com they released the 50 um best to worst funding ratios for state pensions and Kansas has the number one funding ratio of any state retirement plan that is the present value of assets set aside divided by the present value of pension obligations at the other extreme Connecticut is ranked 50th that is 50th out of 50 among US states with the lowest funding ratio for its state's retirement plan if you're a client of ours in Illinois that should make you uh, breathe a little bit easier as uh, I think from personal experience, the state of Illinois' teacher's pension has been threatened with cuts for years. And also in the state of Kentucky, it's not necessarily known for uh, their state and teacher's pensions to be funded robustly. So that is good news for some of the local areas. You've been listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Lion Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and we will be back in 30 seconds with our financial plan. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is our financial planning segment. This is usually our third segment of every show where we take a financial planning topic and dive a little bit deeper to help bring value to you and your family situation. Today's financial planning topic is going to tie into some of the stuff going on in the economy. If you've uh, kept up with the news flow, probably what you've seen and heard is that we are in a situation where wages are increasing. So this is a pretty good topic to discuss what should you do with your money when you get a raise and your income that's been coming in uh, is more than what your normal budget was? So let's uh, dive into this uh, topic and, and, and discuss 
and also will dovetail in to maybe the uh, corollary topic of when should you look at switching jobs over compensation, as that's something we've talked about a lot in the past. So let's say you're working along your job, wages have gone up, you've received a wage, or you have the ability to make work more hours, work more overtime, and more income is coming in. So hopefully if you're working somewhere that has a retirement plan, one thing to think about would be increasing your retirement plan contributions by the same percentage that your wage was. So let's run through this example. If you were making $15 an hour and you get a raise to $20 an hour, that is a 33% increase. So that's a 33% wage increase. So that's an additional $5 on the 15. So that's where I'm coming up with, with the 33% increase. So therefore, if you were contributing 6% of your pay into your company's 401k plan, what you may want to consider doing is increasing your contribution by a minimum of 33%, which would take that contribution to 8%. There again, at a, at a minimum. Uh, in, in easy math, if you were at 10, you'd want to go to 13, but increase that retirement plan contribution by a percentage that is at least equal to the percentage wage increase that you received. Same thing if you're working overtime, if you know you're getting ready to get into a period of the year where you're overtime, you're going to be working, you know, call it, you know, an extra maybe 24 hours a paycheck, 24 hours into, you know, the normal 40 uh, or 80 hour work week, that's going to be an increase of, you know, around 20%. So if you're at 5% in the 401k, bump it up to six while you have the overtime. So when this money comes in, increase your retirement savings uh, concurrently with the increase at a minimum. Now the bulk of the real dollars being earned, I would first look at your safety bucket, your cash reserves. And if your cash reserves are not where you want them to be, put the bulk of this raise into cash reserves and and depending on your job and and your total household situation your cash reserves need to be three to six months of normal expenses and use this wage increase to build those up to a level that would be uh, meet your personal recommended cash reserve limit secondarily if you're already at the amount of cash reserves that you need or that you want begin an after-tax or some type of post-tax investment. Uh, depending on your income, this might be a Roth IRA. This might just be an investment account in your name and your spouse's name jointly. But save that money. Put that money back. And, and use the bulk of this raise to really buttress your financial situation because I think as the good book says, you know, there's a time for everything. And uh, as an old farmer I worked for once said is, is boy, you got to make hay while the sun's shining. And right now for wages, the sun is shining. And if you put that money back in your cash reserve or an after-tax account, when the sun quits shining and there's a rainy day, this money will be uh, 100% accessible uh, and liquid potentially for you to get into um, once that sun quits shining. Other things that we could ask about with a raise is potentially paying off credit card debt. Uh, that's a, you know, uh, I would say that that's something to do. If you're not at your cash reserve goal, I would take your after-tax uh, 
wage increase and pay half towards your debt payment on credit cards and half towards your cash reserves. There again, not knowing when uh, this good times for wage increases will end, you want to try to pay down as much debt as possible uh, while increasing your cash reserves. A couple of things to try to avoid is oftentimes when you hear you're getting a raise, sometimes this money is spent before you receive it. Let's try to avoid that. Uh, frivolous things uh, like electronics, uh, gadgets, um, you know, car improvements, those typically are, those are dollars that are just going to be kind of going up in smoke eventually uh, after you've enjoyed it for, you know, the newness wears off, uh, you know, you're going to wish you had that money back. So, so avoid the temptation to spend uh, just for spending's sake because you, quote, unquote, received a raise or an increase in income. You know, something else, especially if you have children to look forward to, might be to start a college fund. Uh, you know, if you've been waiting to get some more money in the door before you start that college fund, now there's never been a better time. Uh, if your income's under $175,000, uh, you're going to be getting pretty much the maximum child tax credit as long as your child's under uh, 17. So you could have your raise plus about another, um, you know, $3,600 potentially a year coming in in the form of credits that could go towards some type of college savings for your child if funding their education is a goal of yours. So you've got all kinds of options available once the income goes up. A key about not spending this money is typically expenses come in bunches, and a lot of times one purchase may be get another purchase. It may be the fact if you got a larger TV, you then have to buy a larger TV um, holder, et cetera, and you may want a sound system. So it may be a $600 television set ends up costing you all in $1,200 or more depending on what else goes with it. And in general, it's a good rule of thumb to try to avoid those types of purchases that can become almost like a string purchase or a domino theory purchase where money just keeps going out the door. Uh, a lot of times that happens with automobiles. It can happen with electronics. Um, you know, I would say man caves are a good way to take a lot of money and uh, send it out the door because you know, you're gonna have a lot of TVs, you're gonna have a lot of maybe manly things. And once the purchases start, there's no telling where, where it ends. And I would say that even bears out uh, by going to flea markets and rummage sales is sometimes people can overbuy and end up spending more money on completing stuff that they bought if it wasn't a complete set uh, after the fact. So those are some good things to do with your wage, wage increases, save for retirement, save for a rainy day, save for college, things to avoid, uh, expenses that will be here today and perhaps cause greater expenses in the future. You're listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Lime Wealth Management. We'll be back. In what do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? 
Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the email bag fourth segment of our show where we answer your questions regarding all financial matters. And if you've been watching uh, the markets this week, you've been uh, following the news flow, whether that's on television, on your tablet, your computer, or the actual newsprint, the question that's come in this week several times uh, given the market volatility is, Drew, are we in a correction? Is the market in a correction? Um, so let's take a look and define exactly what a correction is in the stock market. The definition of a correction is when a market index moves down at least 10% from its recent high to its lowest closing price. And conversely, it takes a little bit more than 10% of an upswing to get out of a correction pattern. This is a little bit different than a bear market. A bear market is defined as a 20% drawdown from a recent closing high to a closing low. And we'll come back to bear markets before this segment's over. But as it relates to market corrections, typically it is very normal for a market to correct multiple times during a 12-month period. I don't know the exact number uh, that's an average historically, but traditionally, you know, three to four or five times uh, every 12 to 16 months, it's not uncommon to have a market correction as measured by the indexes. What's interesting where we are now, it has been a little bit longer since we've had a 10% correction, uh, knock on wood, in that uh, even before the last election, uh, we had about an eight and a quarter percent drawdown from late October, just past election day, uh, which didn't quite meet the definition of a correction. It was just kind of a normal pullback. We had about a, a three to 5% move in February down. And currently as of Monday's lows, the recent pullback from the S&P closing high of, or the S&P high of 45.45 was right on the number of about a 5% pullback. Um, Traditionally, anything can cause a correction, just the market being what's called overbought, uh, any type of rumors, et cetera. And hopefully most corrections um, don't last that long. Uh, and um, typically the reason why you have a correction, a good analogy is if you have plants at home or landscaping, typically once a year you'll go in and trim those or prune those in the hope that that landscaping, that plant comes back stronger, more fuller, more more flowers, more buds, et cetera, uh, to make a stronger and more well-balanced plant. That is the exact same reason why a stock market correction is not a bad thing because that's what your investments are doing. They're, they're kind of pulling back to gain more strength. Now, conversely, as I said, there's multiple times corrections happen during a normal year. 
when it comes to bear markets, that's a little bit different. Uh, not always, but most of the time, a recession is what uh, causes a bear market when it comes to more than a 20% drawdown. Uh, and a recession is a defi different definition uh, with regards to negative GDP. But typically, if you're in a bear market, especially one that's prolonged, those are usually accompanied by economic events, not just news flow or something happening in China, uh, like a real estate developer missing a uh, um, mortgage payment. It's more economic uh, cataclysmic events and especially kind of a slow grind down where your economic output not only is not growing, but it's actually uh, contracting, creating a lot of bear market scenarios. Bear markets are less, um, you know, are less frequent than corrections, and they typically can last longer than corrections as well. Although the last bear market that was brought on by the COVID pandemic was um, was a quick one, uh, as the response was swift. Most of the time, policymakers uh, at the Fed do not respond to market corrections. Thank goodness but they do typically try to step in when you're in a bear market scenario. So keep in mind, corrections are normal. They're not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing, but they are a necessary thing. And think about your landscaping. So the next time you hear a uh, newscaster or a prognosticator talk about market corrections, think about going outside and running your hedge clippers or your pruners over some of your landscaping, knowing that you want to have a tree or a plant that comes back stronger, more fuller, with more flowering plants, more buds, more growth. And that's what you get a correction. You've been listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management, and we'll be back same time, same station next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM, Translator W256CF, a Town Square media station. It's a key step toward further protecting the vaccinated. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. President Biden just said that one minute ago as he addresses the nation on his COVID-19 response. He's again also pushing for the those not vaccinated to get their first dose of COVID vaccine shots after he also hailed the CDC decision to give a third dose of the COVID vaccine to more than even a CDC panel had recommended. People age 65 and older will get approved Pfizer boosters. Also those age 50 to 64 with underlying health issues and people in the 18 to 64 age group with chronic health issues are okayed for a third Pfizer shot. Also first responders who are already vaccinated. Fox's Gurnall Scott, that camp of Haitian migrants under bridge at the Texas border that was up to 15,000 is down to a Fifth of that as crews clean up the site. Well, we know that a portion of the group has been deported back to Haiti, roughly around 2,000. Another 3,900 have been moved from the camp. They're now in U.S. custody and will likely be given a notice to appear and then released or could be expelled under Title 42. That's Fox's Jeff Paul in Del Rio. The oldest Republican in the Senate wants to stay in Washington seven more years. GOP Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa says he's seeking an eighth term in the U.S. Senate. 
88-year-old posted an image of himself out running at 4 a.m., saying he hits the pavement six days a week and that he's running for election again. That's Fox's Rachel Sutherland. Brian Laundry is now wanted by the FBI as the investigation continues in Gabby Petito's death. A federal arrest warrant was issued for Brian Laundry, but it wasn't for Gabby's murder. It was for activities following her death. Now, this warrant alleges he committed debit card fraud between August 30th and September 1st. This Fox's Ashley Strohmeyer. America's listening to Fox News. Are you on Medicare? A new report from the Medicare Board of Trustees says it will run out of money in 2026. Yes, that's soon. Now, Stinchfield talks to the insiders and reveals the shocking story of Medicare. You need to protect yourself. Watch Stinchfield's series on Medicare tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system and most streaming services. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Medicare is in real trouble. Tune into Stinchfield on Newsmax tonight. The IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. He was in big trouble. We're going to take your house, garnish your pay. Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm, and rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. I don't owe the IRS anymore. It was because of Optima Tax. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Give Optima Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800-931-4033. 800-931-4033. Optima Tax Relief. For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. On Wall Street, stock futures have been down all morning, suggesting selling. Now, it looks like the market's moving higher. Fox's Lillian Wu monitoring stocks and more live here in New York. Dave, that's right. The Dow and S&P reversing course. The Dow up about 30, S&P 3. But the tech sector is still, still feeling pressure as China steps up its crackdown on cryptocurrencies. Um, the Dow is... Uh, now up about, uh, yeah, still 70 points. One big loser today, Nike, which forecast sales can't just do it with the supply chain issues it's dealing with. Also big drops for cryptocurrencies like Ethereum and Bitcoin, which have fallen to under 42,000. And Delta's out with an interesting pitch to other airlines to share no-fly lists of unruly passengers. Dave? Lillian, the price of oil is down a little this morning, right around 73 bucks a barrel. Gas unchanged again today. AAA's national average remains 319 per gallon for regular. The jury could get the case today at singer R. Kelly's sexual abuse trial as closing arguments wrap up. The defense team is telling the jury that the prosecution failed to meet its burden of proof to prove that Kelly's guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. The government spent over six hours going point by point through every racketeering and underage sex trafficking charge against the R&B star, reminding the jury of the allegations from five witnesses who testified about enduring sexual assault, physical abuses, and emotional domination over the course of more than 20 years. The prosecution telling the jury, quote, it is now time for the defendant, Robert Kelly, to pay for his crimes. Convict him. But Kelly's defense team told the jury those accusers were lying. The defense told the jury, quote, a lot of people watched Surviving R. Kelly, and now a lot of people are surviving off of R. Kelly. Mike Sachs with Fox 5 TV in Brooklyn. On Thursday night football, the Carolina Panthers are now 3-0 and after a 24-9 win over the Houston Texans, led by quarterback Sam Darnold rushing for two scores. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.